0: And we're live here, Double Double Podcast. Welcome. I got my main man, Doug, with me here, ready to go here again. Another week here, dropping up the NBA this week. A lot of action coming this way Saturday night. Still about five games out there still to be decided. Kings and Nuggets going at it right now uh, on the West Coast. We'll be sure to get into that. Got my brother, Casey Breyer, out here joining us this week. Uh, we're going to get into a lot this week. We're going to get into, obviously, we got the we're Getting the Little Warriors with my brother on here with their tough loss this week. We'll get into West Coast storylines. I got some questions to Doug about his calves as well. Jalen Brunson, he's come that's the story he's been. We got to focus on that. Our in-season tournament picks. We got to get those ones out of the way as well. And of course, always Doug now, a tradition here on Double Double. We'll give you the uh we'll give you this date in history here in the NBA. So we'll give you that as well. Doug, we'll start to you out there in Ohio. I see you got the Ohio State
1: in the background, tough loss last week how you doing i'm doing all right man uh just a lot of a lot of sports going on right now college basketball college football nba i mean we're just we're just busy 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 right now um calves ended up getting the win um against the really really bad detroit pistons tonight so any win you'll take <laughs> but you know just just you know trying to consume a lot of sports at this moment uh how are you guys doing tonight? Case how are you doing there?
0: Oh, sure, man. I'm, I'm fantastic, man. Got a day off. It was a hard week of work, but you know, the daily grind, you know, Monday through Friday. But once you make that, there's nothing forward to looking like on a Saturday when you wake up and you go, Laundry Day, but it's okay. <laughs> like, love it. <laughs> but, That's uh, the worst. <laughs> I <can't>. uh, I, <laughs> But sports-wise, man, I'm just, you know, I'm so pumped. You know, it was just a great time. You know, sports fan, basketball. Is Iowa gained oh. a
1: yard yet? Is Iowa gained a yard? <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's just so bad. I I'm I just, I, you know, you get to the point where, like, you, you kind of respect that they win 10 games a year with just one side of the ball. But at the same time, it's like, could you not recruit just one offensive player that resembles – you know, an NFL caliber talent. Like I just, their offense is just so limited. It's it's really hard to watch. I feel like
0: they always at least had a running back, right? I feel like they at least had a
1: running back. Never even, I mean, they like they maybe they do. Back. I mean, they'll randomly have a tight end, but the tight—you don't know about the tight end going to Iowa until they're in the NFL, and they're like, "Oh, he went to Iowa." <laughs> like George, <laughs> George like George Kittle, Kittle, George Kittle wasn't great at Iowa, and all of a sudden he's fantastic in the NFL. Like they've had a couple of those type guys that are just. And we got a big
0: know. game out here this week, Dug Niners. Eagles as well. Casey, we got that. Looking forward to this week. But we got some NBA stuff too that we got to get into this week here on the Double Double Podcast. I thought it was uh, good timing. We ended up doing the, uh, the Magic breakdown last week, and then the Magic ended up going on a nine win nine game win streak. Uh, still at this time, so you end up having that with them uh, going on. Um, what do you think about them still continuing that win streak? I think they ended up losing tonight. Yes, they did break it yes, tonight. So. They kept it going. Maybe just a quick little intro on them, as they, they kind of kept it uh, kept it going this week.
1: I mean, so here's the thing: the more I watch the Magic, the more and more I keep believing in these guys going forward. Um, we know that they're they're playing without um, without Wendell Carter right now; uh, he's injured, so they're trying to make shift with uh, Goga and Mo Wagner um, as like a rotating centerpiece. Those guys. They're 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 solid role players, but they're not starting caliber players. So they have a little dip at center right now. Uh, but yeah, tonight they got beat by Brooklyn. Brooklyn really played well. Uh, Bridges had forty two. Uh, Dinwiddie had twenty two, and t- Cam Thomas had t- twenty. I mean, that's really hard to beat. Uh, so yeah, they're they're nine ten game nine or ten game win streak. Um, you know, got got into tonight, but. They've been playing really good basketball, and they're the they're the two seed in the East. I mean, that's that's really impressive in my opinion uh, for a team that we thought probably was a year away from really getting into that mix. Uh, they've shown that they're they're ready to compete right now. They and might I, have uh, the best bench. Uh they're definitely in that conversation. Because, I mean, they might, uh, I mean, Mo Wagner is like what? What is who is who is this guy become?
0: I mean, this guy is unreal. I mean, I'm serious. Like every night, yeah, I'm no, looking he's, up. He's giving them ten points off the bench. He's not like somebody you were expecting that. He's sometimes he's even giving them more. And then you got Anthony who didn't even play well today. And they still or uh, the other day against the uh Wizards or somebody like that they should have beat, but they end up getting the win anyways there. So I think the magic or so you know we touched on them a lot last week. Um my Warriors, they lose one third they lose 113 to 112 today. Did you see any of the highlights of that game today? I mean, you talk about you talk about a team that looks they just can't finish games now, Doug. I mean, they just can't finish them. I and to the Clippers' credit, they hung with it. They hung with it. Leonard hit clutch shots like he always does, going right, fading. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's not really making. He's not missing anything on two dribbles to the right. Mm-hmm. And so right. he goes there and fades away. He keeps him close. Westbrook hit a few threes. The Warriors played well. I mean, Green hit four threes. He had 21 points, and they still could not hold on. Moody played well. Those are some things you like. The rookie out of Santa Clara, you like those things, but – Man, they just can't finish. So I guess my question to you is if so both teams have like nine wins or kind of right around the same record wise here, who do yeah. you believe in more? Clippers or Warriors? I mean, the Warriors just beat them the other day too, right? At home. Uh, the Warriors should have won today. They were up 22, but if I had to tell you today, which team are you believing in at the end of the day will go farther? Who are you taking?
1: Probably still going to give the edge to Curry just just because I respect him that much. Wow. Okay. But I but at the same time I, the problem with the Clippers is always going to be health, and if if they had better health history, I think they're I think they're the right choice because they let's have. just
0: say they stay as is right now. Okay, I mean, if if they, maybe if, they're, if they're, they're, they're
1: healthy, go. if they're healthy, then I would take the Clippers because I think it's 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 a lot less um, demanding on those, about the Warriors on, on those three guys. So Harden, Kawhi, Paul George, they can share the wealth a little bit more than where Steph has to be fantastic every single night it feels like for them to win right now.
0: Does that make sense
1: to you? That it's easier to spread that around. And if, you know, if Steph's not, if Steph's not the best player in the league on a given night, the golden state can't close out a game. And I think that's, I think that's kind of wearing on him to be honest, in my opinion, I think he's, I think he's getting a little worn out being, having to be the guy and the help not being there. Help was there tonight. They just ended up, you know, kind of withering away there at the end, but
0: dumb mistakes, consistently dumb mistakes. I mean, you're they're up by five the last like two losses with under forty seconds left. You should win those games. Those are you should win most
1: of the time. I mean, so what happened today? Because you guys only had thirteen turnovers, and I mean, that's not terrible. I mean, the Warriors are no. I mean, they they turn the ball over a lot in general. So what what was the what was the I saw they were all, cold guys, in the
0: second half. I mean, it. I saw
1: they outscored uh the warriors by 12 in the third and then eight in the fourth i mean just did the the shooting go cold there in the third and fourth yep
0: Yep. most of those shots came earlier in the game moody was the one that kept it going he's and him and he's been the one that's been like kind of like the standout here like you're kind of one positive if i'm taking something away from early here with it but to the clippers credit too though so it sounds like you're taking the clippers if everybody's healthy that's what i'm banking it on yeah it's a tough call for me man i just that's why i threw it out there i mean obviously i'm gonna take the warriors of the warriors fam but for sure I, I mentioned it also in a in a tweet i said i think the warriors feel i feel like they're done without a trade I, I don't think that they're making like they're not making a championship with this roster they, they foul too much they don't rebound enough they're not making a championship with this roster so i feel like and that's somebody that's been a fan for a long time as doesn't watch every game but watches close to almost every game and that's for a long period of time and you just see themes throughout the your good teams and this team yeah. has the theme of, well, we're going to turn the ball over and we're going to foul. And so yeah. until they get somebody that steps up, or they and Moody's stepping up, but it's, like he, I, I, I really like his game. I really. I don't do. know if he's enough though. You know what I mean? Like I don't know if he's a, quite yeah. the game changer they need. But he's he's there. Like they, you just give him somebody else, like Williams. Get back to your reality, and then we're what? good. And we add him into it. And Kerr needs to be able to man up a little bit and sit Clay Thompson in situations huh. that are tough, like the other night. He said this in the radio interview. He's all because of guys like Moody and Looney, where like sometimes they can take criticism or, or they'll go with things a little easier. It's easier to sit them knowing they won't complain. You know what I mean? So, yeah, but they won't even complain about it. And like I think he didn't want to deal with Clay kind of you know complaining about that stuff. With it, what's up, Steve? Tell your Phil- your uh, your Philadelphia Sixers podcast there. Thanks for joining us this uh, this evening. Uh, go hey, ahead, there. Steve.
1: When was the last time Embiid flopped, <laughs> Darren? I got a I got a hypothetical for you that I saw on the Bill Simmons show. Did, Let's you, hear it. did you by any chance listen to him? I didn't. Uh, would you trade Wiggins and Kaminga for uh, Siakam? No. Why not?
0: I just don't think your
1: current Wiggins you wouldn't get you you wouldn't trade him and Kaminga for Siakam, who's a borderline all star. I just feel like you're continuing
0: to cut depth for a team that needs at least depth. They just, I don't like, I don't like that move. All right, we're playing Corey Joseph for goodness sakes in the fourth quarter right now. Like this is ridiculous. <laughs>
1: um, why? Why was Paul and uh, Wiggins out tonight? Just rest or what?
0: Yeah, well, Wiggins a sore finger. Paul Paul's out of Paul's out a while. Peyton's out two months. Paul has nerve damage in his knee a little bit, Ooh. so he could be out of who knows a couple sore months
1: finger with with those injuries, and he's not playing. That's yeah, rough. It. So, yep,
0: yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Okay, not good. I wouldn't trade him. I think it's the worst movie. I wouldn't trade him either. There. So, um, yeah, I got there. I, I, that, that's enough for the Warriors. I know I mean, we we hang on them a lot with it, but I obviously or it's one of my hometown teams. So I'm going to talk about them. They're a relevant team in the NBA. I still think that they are. They have the potential to be a dangerous playoff team come that way, but they're not a championship. They're
1: team. they're yeah. relative
0: to the play-in for sure. Yeah. And I don't, but even if they got in, let's say they got in Doug as a sixth seed, like they could upset a team, but they're not like they did last year, but they're not championship worthy right now still. So that's the problem is they just don't have that. They have to get that grit back to it. Nuggets starting to feel like they're Western Conference favorites. I don't, I
1: thought they always were. I mean, you really just, felt you know, like they were this heavy of favorites going into the year. I thought they I were. I feel pretty, like they're. I heavy thought they'd be the, that's what I'm I feeling. Feel heavy. I felt like they'd be the Western Conference um, um, team in the finals, so yeah. I mean, I'm I, I'm I'm still All riding right. with it. I mean, and they're and they're doing this without without their second best player. So yeah, I'm. I mean, he came uh, back the other night. He's back in a little bit. He's not he, playing he, tonight,
0: though, is he? No, he's not playing tonight. He played the other night, got 12 points, but yeah,
1: he's still. still. Yeah, so of I mean, they're working him back in. It's not like he's he's full go.
0: No, he's not. They're down 14 right now to the Kings at halftime. Yeah, that's, that's the, the Kings. Kings are up there 14. So they got that going on right now. Let's look at that box score right now. Uh Jokic has 18, six rebounds, four assists. Sabonis that's kind of an interesting matchup, right? Against Sabonis, he has seven yeah. points, four rebounds, three assists. Uh Malik Monk, uh 10 points, and javel Jamel eight points off the bench for the Kings. So uh right now, Kings League 14 over the Nuggets. Nuggets to me still feel like that favorite because. They feel like the most cohesive at this time. They have their stud, and they have Murray still in the bag. So it just—I just, just kind of feel like they're in a good spot. And you look at the Thunder, Doug, you look at the T-Wolf, you, you look at the Magic. I don't think those teams are getting like that far along with it. So I just feel like—I don't know—I just feel like they just they, 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 those teams still feel young to me. I feel like the this is the Nuggets' time. Like if they're—I mean, okay, but- I, I wrote down the Lakers to me or maybe their toughest competition come the come the playoff time. Yeah, Play- I don't
1: know. I mean, it was they, they—they swept the same team, like they swept the same Lakers team, pretty much. I no. mean, okay. Question for you: Because the Timberwolves are, are are playing so well, are you are you a believer yet in the Timberwolves? Well, oh. I I'm not quite well, yet. Long, long term, are you you're you're not a believer yet?
0: Uh, long time, to- long term. I always worry about the Timberwolves. Timberwolves okay. have never showed me any, but I feel like this year, if we're talking this year, I do like the way that they're kind of feeling a little bit more co- cohesive. I like the way Ant has taken the next step, which I think is covering some of the flaws that might show up come playoff time. Yeah. But I don't think long-term, like, Gobert, until Gobert proves he can play in a winning playoff series, Doug. Like, I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, teams that are smart, I, they hit the corner threes. <laughs> That's what happens. And so he, unless he can make them pay on offense, which I don't think he will, I don't believe in them.
1: I'm sorry. I don't. That's If you're um, saying that next level. Okay. Out of these three teams, yes, who would you, who would you buy the most stock in then right, Timberwolves, right. Timberwolves, Thunder, Kings, who would you buy the most stock in going forward this season? Timberwolves, Thunder. That's Kings. great. That's, it's so funny. That, that was one
0: of my questions. I said, oh, I don't is know. it? We can wait. No, 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 no. No. What I mean by that is, I wrote down Thunder. I just do like notes. Thunder time, actually, now. So, but I was thinking about that at the same time. Is the Kings have they peaked? Is this where they're at? Like, are they a three seed potential? Because I think right now I would take for this season. I really think I would make take more stock in the Thunder. I think their upside is higher. I think the Kings maybe are older and they're smarter. But if you look at the talent at SGA, you look at run, I feel like there is a little potential gap. If who knows about the giddy situation? Whatever, but yeah, you know, I don't. What I mean is, I don't know if he's even there. But yeah, I, I feel like the right. Kings. When I still watch the King plays, I worry about the Barnes, the Barnes angle come playoff time. I really, I don't know if Monk. I think Monk's good, but there I see slight playoff deficiencies there. So, I but wasn't worry. he good
1: against you guys in the playoffs last year? He was, but we, they didn't beat us, and that's my but point. But. I mean, are you expecting them to beat you guys in their first time getting there? Though I don't think I, I thought, I thought, I thought that was their year of like, you know how you know how they always were like, LeBron's got to get through, got you know he's got to get there and then he's got to get through Boston and then he's got to get through Detroit. You know what I mean? I feel like that first year you're there, you're learning, and then maybe this year is when they could do it. If if you know what I'm trying to say, you know you have to have that learning curve for your first time getting into the playoffs. You probably take that less that hard lesson. I, I think if anything, the way Monk played against you guys in his first playoffs was was a good thing. I I, I think I, I'm a big Malik Monk guy. I think he could contend for Sixth Man of the Year. But I, I think the Kings, I, I really like what they showed against you guys last year. I don't. I wouldn't want to see them in the first round if I had if I had my options. What are you know What are your thoughts on that?
0: Well, I mean, like I hear what you're saying about the Kings, like because of like how you're usually. The usual trajectory is what you said. You lose a playoff round, you're going to win the next year. The Thunder haven't done that yet. But i say, but the question you first based is to me, which team could be, go a little, like, which team, I'm trying to look at the peak of their potential. Okay. And SGA is at that potential, at the same potential Foxes right now. You know what I mean? So the difference yeah. is, is can Holgram reach Sabonis' level? And then I like the Williams guy from Santa Clara. Like I like I I I really like his game. You know what I mean. I do like get he's fit with him if he's there. You know what I mean. So uh, the, the, I do like those kind of thoughts with it. And the Kings, I do worry about the Barnes angle come playoff time. I so if, they make, if they make and a move, change you your mind. Has to prove to me in the playoffs again. Oh,
1: I I think I'm I'm more out on Sabonis playoffs than I am um, Monk Fox. You know that duo. But you got to be if worried they, about Barnes. I mean, if come they make on. a move, if they make a move for a small forward. That, that could probably change your mind right like get like Jer- can they get like a like is Jeremy Grant available like can we get something like him available no, like, see, that? that's, you know, like that, that's a perfect player right there for what they need cuz he's a good, he's a that's solid defender he's a solid defender he gets you 20 he's still young he can grow yeah. with these other two guys i i like i like the Jeremy Grant idea i don't know yeah. how gettable he is Andrew Wiggins for the- Fox.
0: Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> There's your small forward. That's good. No, I like that with you. Said, but
1: Thunder. What was the other team you had there? Mavericks. The Mavericks. No, no, no. I had the Timberwolves. Timberwolves. I, I think they're because they got they got Edwards with kind of grouped in with SGA, kind of grouped in with Fox. They're kind of in that same level of potential next superstars. You know, I, I don't know. That's so why What team
0: do you like gonna- more? You like the Kings more than.
1: I like the Kings because they got the experience last year a little bit more than OKC. Um, If and I'm really just impressed. I'm just really impressed with the Timberwolves this season. I don't know if that's going to translate in the playoffs because the the things you said, the struggles with Gobert. um, You know, he's not. I, I think it's overplayed how bad his defense is in the in the playoffs, just because there's not a lot of centers who could legitimately do what people are saying he could do. It's bam, it's Anthony Davis, and there's probably maybe two more. So I don't think it's that out of, out of the norm, but I, I would say I would put the, I would put the Kings first, Timberwolves second, OKC third, because the Timberwolves also got, because Because the Timberwolves got this, they got experience in the playoffs last year too. I I, I like the experience factor that those two teams have already gotten. That we haven't got to see yet from okc chad holmgren we don't know i mean he's been fantastic but it's going to be a different game in the playoffs i I would like to see it
0: And gobert
1: handled him the other night no i hear hear yeah
0: they got my guy that's my that's my sports what's up fellas i'm worried about sabonis in the playoffs yes yeah that's exactly what we are just saying like i am too He's good, but like there there's there's massive deficiencies there. You can see with him there. He's going at Jokic pretty good tonight. He's he's competing with him, but on a nightly basis, can he see out of foul trouble? We talked
1: about it last week, that mid range jump shot, remember? Yeah. You you brought up you brought up last week that top of the that that paint extended mid range jump shot where he was scared to take it against you guys. That that's you know, Sabonis worried about in the playoffs. That's us. That's what they're my that's my sports, yeah. you know. That's exactly what we talked about last week.
0: Yeah, no, I appreciate you tuning in as well. That's my support, Uh, taking some time to tune in and commenting in. Uh, Yeah, here at Double Double Podcast. All right, Doug, uh, I agree with that with the Kings with it. I wrote down they need another trade. That was my thing. I said Lakers could steal West come April. That was my note. I continue to watch them. There's just like there's some steal the the West out there. The Nuggets are their competition. The other teams have some flaws. It's not like we're saying the Kings Thunder – And T Worlds are dominant teams, they easily could fall to a veteran team like the Lakers. So I feel like there's out there, uh, especially with like the AV size that's out there. I wrote down another note for me this week uh, Pelicans, I feel like there's a potential for them to figure it out. And I, you know, I'm not saying that they're a great team, but like I've always been fascinated by their talent. The, you know, like the Ingram factor, the the Zion factor, the McCollum factor has been out, the Herb Jones factor, the the Alvarado factor, like, there's some pieces there that any coach would want to have, and they're eleven and nine right now. They're kind of finding their way a little bit. Man, if they could ever just find a little way with Zion taking any type of leadership role with his game, gosh, they could. They could. They could really just be a scary team in the West and maybe actually kind of start to make a little bit of noise here. There's, I, I feel like there's a there's a place there's a place for them to make the playoffs this year. I didn't pick them last year. People thought that was crazy. They didn't make it. I felt, but this year I feel like there's a better chance for them.
1: Uh, I'm glad you brought up the Pelicans because I think I think they're right in that mix, like you said. I think I I think that 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 you know six seven eight spot is right in there, right where they're going to probably end up. Yeah. If they get to, if they could get to that five seed, I think they really, I think everything really meshed together really well. But um, I want to give a little shout out to Brandon Ingram. He's playing really good basketball this year. And he's been their go-to guy in the in the big moments. Um, I know Zion. He's. I don't know if he's ever going to be back to like Duke Zion, where everything was. It was just something you felt like you hadn't seen before. Yeah. Um, and also, they hit they hit on the Yukon guard Jordan Hawkins. That kid can yeah. play, and he can play that's right good. now. And I and that's the kind of guy you need. Um, yep. I've always right. been a big supporter of Herb uh, Jones. He's just a fantastic defender. And he's even he's in his his offense is a little bit better this year. They've got pieces. I, I'm you know the way you said that was perfect. They've got pieces. So and as, um, and, and yeah, as, as I say that, they gave up 31. Did
0: I do Colby White? Hey, you know That's rough, I it's, it's,
1: is the NBA yeah, not the most random thing? To is the the NBA's gotta be the most random thing though? Like one night you could there's just a guy that he probably let me pull up Kobe White's stats real quick. Like, what does he average this season? It's got to be right. it can't he be, averages it can't be thirty points a game. I'll tell you, he averages, that. CP. he averages fourteen this year, and all of a sudden he explodes. <laughs>
0: oh, he That's no, though no, for sure. nicks own the Raptors last night, buddy. What about your your guy Brunson? I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to figure him out. Like out of nice villanova i think mean, he has that run with the suns like i wrote it down as one of my notes i wanted to talk to you about i got it with CP, all, one of my guy out here in new york love his stuff Mets, I me mean, yeah, i like his Mets stuff um anyways uh 7th and stretch stretched variety square. uh variety sports network uh cp <laughs> i agree with you with brunson it's doug i've been trying to figure it out like he's really I'm a good. big mba historian guy i'm like where is he on that like i don't know like he's a late round it, like I wrote down as the first guy came tonight. They're not the same player, but I'm just trying to think of a guard. Is he in the Kyle Lowry field, or is is he better than that? Like I don't know. Like is that where he's at? Toronto,
1: Toronto, Kyle Lowry.
0: Yeah, like not like not not by not. No, I know. I'm I'm, I'm just like
1: when you said Kyle Lowry, I'm like Toronto Kyle Lowry, probably. Yeah, Uh, I I would say he's he's probably a little bit better of a scorer. I'd say what's a better what's a better scoring Kyle Lowry. I don't, I mean, it's like Baron David. I don't know, but Baron's bigger. You don't have you that like, bounce, though. The bounce yeah, was, no. was
0: different. I'm just trying to figure out where he's at, like on that level when I watch him. Like, he's Going not as slow as like, his like a Sam Cassell, you know, he, and he's the lefty. Nick Van Exel, I don't know, like, is that where he's at within a little bit? But like, yeah, but, but yeah, you know, Van Exel could maybe get a little, I don't know. Van Exel to me was a little iffier, but I don't know that I just try. It, it was an interesting comparison for me. It is, it's, uh, a, it's a very interesting
1: the Randall Doug Randall's Julius been playing Randall. a little better. He has been playing a
0: little better, though. Yeah, you got to give him that. You got to give him that. The
1: guy's right. shooting twenty eight percent from three. Yeah. Please.
0: <laughs> he is playing. And the thing about the Knicks is they're actually kind of
1: entertaining. Sometimes, yeah, I always, mean, they're, they're, they're always fun basketball
0: good. team. Yeah, they're actually kind of entertaining this year.
1: I I just my problem with with Randall is if he if he took out his his three to four bad shots a game, he could be an efficient scorer. And he just—he it's just three or four shots a game. You're like, what the hell are you doing, man? We didn't need that. You swing, you swing that and move the ball. We don't need that. If he could just cut that out of his game, I think he'd be—I think he'd be more well thought of for sure. And Barrett
0: continues to play pretty well. Them, yeah, again with that for them too. Like, yeah, and Robinson, who I last year I fell in love with him in the playoffs. I was like, this guy just goes after offensive rebound like every like who I'd want like. I mean, whatever. It is, maybe he's not the most efficient offensive player,
1: but for his mean, sake, he's going to give you a lot of extra possessions. He's Bill Russell against the Cavs. I mean, it's insane. <laughs> it, 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 nothing hurts me more than watching Mitchell Robinson play against the Cavaliers. Who needs respect the most is young Jokic. Uh, Al, 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 alperin has been fantastic. No, I compared to a,
0: a Vlade. Vlade.
1: Yeah, he's he's, he's got that. I, Alpert, I mean, if if um, if Tyrese Maxey didn't exist, he would be the most improved player in the league. He might, and there's still a long ways. A lot to of go season, here. a lot of season. RJ Barrett might make it.
0: Stop it. <laughs> I think I it with it. Uh, there you got. uh Who needs respect? I, I, Singun. The one thing about those guys, like I've, I'm, I'm fascinated. I've always loved big guys that can pass. So you give me that, and I'm going to give you that. That's to me. It just automatically I'm gonna love you if you're gonna be a, a big guy that passes the ball for sure so I love him i'm I'm still trying to find the perfect comparison I mean van Exel maybe but I still feel it doesn't feel right to me so I'm gonna to have to kind of keep working on that one I, I didn't see Kenny Anderson play enough so those are guys Greg Anthony I feel like he's a way he's a way better scorer than be Greg scorer, the yeah. everyone. so I I just know I don't know I gotta look at the look at it a little bit higher Lowry was the first guy that popped out to me though so I don't mind Lowry. Just- your Knicks are playing well. They're getting, they're getting going, Doug, in the no, East. They are starting to play a little bit. I'm better. worried about them. I am worried about them. They are. You're, they, they would beat the Cavs in a series, unfortunately. Your Cavs are sucking it up a little bit right now, too. they <laughs> win They lost to the Blazers, right, the other night. So that can't well, be a good loss. Are you trading Blazers. Mitchell?
1: No, I don't think so. Uh, trading to the Knicks. They're gonna, they're gonna let him walk. Trade him to the Knicks. Just We trade, <laughs> yeah, so trade him now. We're, 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 we're trading to the Knicks right now. You got to give them up. What would I, I get for the from the? Lori Knicks Barker and How's he available? Uh, because the Utah knows that they can't win right now, and Lori's too good to not get oh, the pieces. Warriors. Hello, that hello that is a guy we, anybody should want him. I mean, if would you trade Wiggins at Kaminga for Lori? Uh yes. Yep. Yep. Now we're talking. Uh, about okay, now, now I see where right. we're getting there. But that want, that would solve your guys's problems right there. Big guy that could shoot a little, I mean, a a guy who's just he's just uber talented. Yeah, do you guys have any picks left?
0: Uh, probably not too many, but (laughs) we could give a few. We could give a few up there. We haven't traded that many picks, so we we would have some there available there. So, uh, I don't know, we'll see. I don't think the warrior I don't think the Jazz would do with them, but I I think I can see a three way trade. With Levine or something like that, maybe down the line, that would be fun. Like that happening, so uh, a lot, a lot of waiting to go there. CP, I have that oh, down. You're question for you, coming before in, we, tuning in there. I just wanted to show jump Oh so uh,
1: Of course, yeah. I appreciate you guys, everybody. I appreciate everybody. Yep, the comments have been great. I, I mean, I love the interaction. Thank you guys, uh, Darren. Question for you: Who would you rather get from the Bulls, Demar Derozan or Zach Levine? I, my choice is probably Demar. Because I think he's a little more consistent, and he's a little more, more manageable than Zach Levine. What I think I I think, I think in a trade, I would still take Levine. I think I still want Because the him. upside? The up, I still the think up the upside. I
0: still feel like he's younger. I just feel like DeRozan's quicker on – I don't know. I just would want Levine. I just
1: feel like Levine's such a child, man. I see, keep seeing these clips of him being just such a – it just comes off as being a that. baby. I can't disagree with that. He is, but like – Come on, at the end of the day, you really want DeRozan at this point in his career over. What's what? But what, what's the knock on DeRozan though? He can't beat LeBron in the playoffs. I mean, he's I methodical.
0: Mean, he just kind of gonna do his you have to kind of ISO him a little bit.
1: Yeah, but I mean he's one of the best mid-range scores in not the a three league. He's, sure. a, he's a solid defender. I'm saying if he gets traded to a team that already has the first option, I'm not. I'm not trading for tomorrow if I need a first option. I, I kind of
0: feel like I would want him off the bench at this point. If I was a legit team, a little bit, and that's, it's, uh, mean, that's been my that's issue massive. with the players. Play, I'd want him off the bench now, and he can't I accept mean, that role. But I feel like these guys, that's they're at the part of their careers, Doug, where it's like, is it better for the team if I'm a sixth man, but I can't be the starter? But it's better for the team. And I feel like I, I that's kind of how I feel about the Rosen. Maybe I'm. I mean,
1: Demar shooting 36 from three this year, only on two attempts, but. And he's forty-five from the field. I, I think he could give a good. I think he could give a contender a lot of boost. And my, I just, I don't know. Looking, you would, do you think what like
0: what team would want him? Do you think I do you think he would go to the West? Like, is that a, are we thinking like this is like I said, we go to the West. You think of teams that need a trade? I mean, the Lakers. Lakers, Warriors. You know what I mean? Those Warriors. are teams you are going to go Miami, like that's my sports Miami. just
1: mentioned. Miami Kings. The the, the the Kings would be really good. Memphis uh, maybe. I think he'd help you guys okay see possibly. I don't know. Dallas I mean I think he can help a lot of teams I, Dallas would be great oh DeMar to Miami I think I mean, that'd be because that helps Jimmy you don't have to worry Jimmy can save his legs for
0: he culture playoffs. he culture we get, uh, we get shoot, the other Raptor Lowry and DeRozan shoot, shoot Lowry, Lowry, and, DeRozan together. Lowry back and DeRozan together back together like they're a band of brothers um, the Heat. They. I mean, did they end up winning? I was just checking, thinking about did they end up beating the uh, the Pacers tonight? Let me check on that. No, the Pacers, Pacers won. Have, the Pacers incredible. One forty four, one twenty nine. They continue to just score up the wazoo as well. Your boy topping twenty two points. Bruce Brown thirty. Uh Naismith twenty. McConnell twenty. Matherin, sixteen. That's crazy. Halliburton That's crazy. didn't even play today for the Heat. Butler did get thirty three. Richardson sixteen off the bench for Nimhard, them. Nimhard, Nimhard, and McConnell both had eleven assists. Incredible, that's nuts. Incredible. The the style of pay is, play has just been uh, it's just been awesome for them. So like, yeah, if you went to Miami, that would be great. If you ended up going there, uh, just I think the, the Heat. it would be curious. I do feel like they might need a trade as well. That's not uh, that's not the most unthinkable thing out there. So, well, here's their Boston though. Like all these teams have to be thinking about Boston. You know, Boston. Uh, yeah. Like. The Magic, as good as they are, these teams aren't thinking we can't take down the Magic come playoff team. And then the other team is the Sixers, right? Like he's playing at a level where if you're not thinking about them, then you're not taking him serious enough. This guy is balling out. This guy is really playing at a high level. The way he – his – I call him a fundamental guy. His rip cut is unreal. Like his quickness to his jump shot is like – he's going right there like – it's just really good with his first step is Just I don't know. So I
1: I know that the Celtics are still above the Sixers, but like that's where I would rank it still at this point right now. Who would you be more worried about in a playing against in a series, Bucks or Sixers right now? I'd be more worried about the Sixers right now. Maxi, I feel like is ball. I
0: mean, Maxi is really playing well, and Tobias Harris. Like you don't, you at least know you're going to get 15 points. I mean, you like I said, he's a Harrison Barnes factor. I'm not saying they're winning a championship. But I feel like you know that you're going to get something from them a little bit usually.
1: So you'd rather play the Bucks right now?
0: I I think so. I think at this point I'd rather play okay. the Bucks. Right now. I think um, I'm, I'm a little bit. I still like the Bucks, but I, if we're talking right now,
1: I'm loving Maxi right now. I'm lo- I'm just loving the way he's playing. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Maxi's been fantastic. Um, little news drop. And me, by the way. Just little news drop. The Mavericks went on a thirty to zero run in a six minute stretch of the OKC game. I saw that they went took the lead. 30-0 run in six minutes, and somehow OKC okay, still they're on. still going to lose. They're still going <coughs> to lose. I just thought Absolutely. that was I thought
0: that was an insane stat. 30-0, yeah, that is an insane stat. Oh, That is incredible. Oh, we got here. All right, Steve here. I'm worried about the 76ers. They need to get their groove back and try to win. I get you. I feel you on that. I know you. I I know you're the you're the Sixers guy here. So I appreciate your insight with it. My my question to you as the forcey with it. Where do you see like a roster spot with it, like? Ubre to Mies. he's always just been like. I know he had the accident this year too with it, so I, obviously. But I just feel like ah, I don't know. Like he's always kind of been a concern. Beverly, I know he is what he is coming in. I you know he's okay. Harris, he's okay. I, I you know there is another upper there is another upper echelon I need to get to a little bit here. Batum, you know, ball, But there is
1: there is a little lack of depth there where you're like. Be nice if they could add a little bench piece a little bit. I mean, yeah, Steve. I mean, Steve. Like you're saying, I understand you being worried too. I mean, you guys are what two and four in your last six? Uh, at least you got a get right game against the Wizards here in a couple of days. <laughs> I mean, that's rough. Two and you know, I you know, I didn't expect them to be two and four in their last six, but they played. Dropped the they played the Cavs. They played the Timberwolves. They played the Thunder. The Lakers. The Pelicans. The Celtics. That's a tough run of games right there. That's six tough games in a row. So, I do think you know. I, I would rather play the Sixers in a playoff series than the Bucks, but that's that's just me.
0: Melton's been a decent for them as well, so mm-hmm. he's really, he's got to pick it up a little bit, but he's been all right for him. So they got the Sixers there with it, I, you know, with it. Um, what do you think about the Mavs? We talked about them a little bit. Cuban selling the part of his that was kind of an odd deal. Was that was weird. It was. I didn't. I had.
1: I. I did not expect that like, from Mark Cuban ever. He still gets
0: basketball operations, which is kind of an odd transition this is something that's going to play out over time obviously but 3.5 billion i guess that's a lot of money when you buy it for what What do you buy it for 25 million or something like that yeah so it was it was insane so obviously he made his profit on that thing yeah. so um we got i have that as a little bit of news this week i'm still fascinated by that east that sixers that top four is still going to be interesting with the heat very it's just like and then your your calves i'm still i i still want to know what your calves are going to do with mitchell i don't know like, i feel like you guys might be you even said it. You said Garland and him don't play off each other the best. And if no. you know Mitchell is leaving, why play it out? I mean, why play it out to get eliminated in the first round?
1: I I don't I don't know either, but that's the problem is if you know somebody's leaving at the end of the year, you're not going to get anything back for them either way. So I, I don't know. I don't know if there's a positive. What's the positive to trading him if you're not getting a piece yeah. back? You think would what, you, what would, would you, the Knicks give us? What do you think the Knicks would give us for Garland right now? I wouldn't trade him. I, I just would think somebody else would
0: want to give you at least a first round pick for him or something like that. So that would be okay. something like the thing with the NBA
1: is you don't get the NFL trades,
0: they're me, like give what me what Lou Dort first round pick.
1: Give me Lou Dort, one of the Williams brothers or Williams's and, <laughs> and a first uh, rounder and a first rounder. And one was, of your
0: 95
1: first-rounders, OKC,
0: okay, we'll take one of those. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, it's just it's tough. I, I just don't know where you would
0: go. You and your board yeah. door. You love you guys there. So that, that's my that, that's my kind of idea with that. Uh, <clears throat> what do you think about uh, the NC, uh, KG? He passes uh, uh, Moses alone 10th all time in scoring, just as we talked about him a couple of weeks ago. I said he was getting close to that. So he, he's getting right there. He's got Shaq, I think, up next on the list. Uh, so we'll see where, if he can get there, he's about a thousand points away from him. KD just an all timer. So he ends up getting 10th all time. The other day passes Moses Malone there, um, in season tournament. All right, let, let, real quick with it. We got the quarterfinals, uh, coming up here a little bit. You got Lakers, Suns, Kings, Pelicans in the West, Bucks, Knicks, Pacers, Celtics. So kind of some fun little matchups there. Yeah. Um, maybe some, maybe some pros and cons about the tournament. As it moves on, do you, would you like to see some stuff different? What have you liked about it? Maybe some of the matchup things there you like as well.
1: I I think if anything, it it, it gave it gave, it's giving us some interesting matchups on these games. I mean, we're getting two we're getting what an extra Lakers and Suns game. That's always a fun matchup. You know, the potential oh, of Katie and LeBron and um, you know. Just Booker and all those guys, AD out there, um, and then you know, I, I how are you seeing this breaking down? I, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Celtics versus Suns in the finals. What are your thoughts there?
0: Celtics versus Suns.
1: The Pel- the Pelicans Kings
0: is a fascinating game to me too. Yeah, that'll be that'll be kind of a fun one too. Celtics, uh, I I I kind of like this is I like the Pacers. To I like the Pacers to get to the finals. Really? And I like, okay. Yep, I like it to be Pacers versus Kings, Halliburton versus Sabonis. That's what I want. Halliburton and for that what Halliburton would that be versus of, Sabonis
1: or Halliburton versus Fox.
0: Well, you can look at it either way, but they got we, traded for each other. We're talking at, trades here. What are we no, doing? But that would be fun, right? To me, that's that would the, be fun for a narrative. That would be me, a juiciest matchup,
1: just for storylines. That so would be a very fun narrative. Yes, I'm going
0: to be honest. That's the one I'm pulling for, and so I really and who knows in a one game elimination at this part of the year, I'm going to go with it. I'm going to go Kings okay. like, Pacers. Like the Pacers could beat the Celtics in one game. Like they could do that one. You know, so I don't think you know series. Hell no. But they're
1: right. at home. Or so who knows?
0: You know,
1: I, I I like it. I think it's fun. I'm going to stick with Celtics Pacers because I I think they're the two best teams that are left. So I'm going to go with them. But I do think Kings and – oh, yes. or Kings and uh, – Kings and – Do you want Lakers-Celtics? No. I don't think I carry – I don't think that ma- that rivalry even matters anymore. The like
0: Lakers-Celtics rivalry has at an all-time high. The end-season tournament is on the line. What <laughs> that's, what,
1: that's what re-sparks the rivalry is the end-season tournament. Oh, man. Oh, oh
0: man. I hope that
1: – that will make me puke. Knicks-Kings, that would be fun.
0: A lot of people – I think the Kings would be a fun matchup. The pace they play out would be a good one there. I think the Suns, Lakers, everybody's expecting them a little bit. So I think it'd be yeah. fun to kind of see somebody from that lower half of the Kings Pelicans maybe get a little run going. Uh, it's just so one of those other teams don't get it's tired to see. Yeah, it's, it's not necessarily always exciting to see LeBron and KD win everything out there. So uh, okay. same thing as Curry was in it as well. So uh, yeah, that would be a fun matchup. I think next Kings, I appreciate that with Steve tuning in with that there. That's my sports the king celtics that would be fun as well that would be a really fun matchup for a one game king celtics that'd be great yeah. so, yeah, so i feel like the good with it also doug has been like the players seem like they're
1: pretty into it for the most part yeah i mean besides the complaint i the the points the point differential things like that yeah what do you think about that i wrote that down as kind of like my iffy thing like that thing will probably yeah, get hilarious changed. to me
0: the Warriors are up nine curve yeah. they run a play three
1: yeah <laughs> like, uh, like yeah i mean year. I think that'll get changed. I just don't like if you're beating a team by 20 and it's the fourth quarter, you know, or late in the fourth, you're probably you're you're not going to keep your guys in just to to get the point difference. Well, that's
0: the Europe's theme they're trying to go for. Like I said, that I know, the, the but
1: point we had we had a war in 1776 to get away from that. It's kind and of
0: fascinating.
1: I I I just don't. We've already heard players complaining about the point differential thing, so I just don't think it's going to be going forward the same
0: that's funny i just i'm
1: not sure like it'll be it'll be
0: interesting to me what happens with it like so that was the part i didn't like i thought was kind of i wrote down as bad but i don't know how i quite feel about it yet like that plus minus it could be fun come a few times during the yeah, next maybe. few years it could be like like i said like plus seven and a team hits a three like and then a unnecessary three where you called a bad beat. Now, I was thinking Chris Duhon back in the day, he had a three there, right? so he got there with it. So, I had those as one of my things with it. Um, going on this week, the other thing I was gonna get into is a little bit of the standings, uh, a little bit of the standings check, like I always like to do here, uh, real quick with it. So, the standings, if we kind of look at the, the Celtics continue to lead the East, uh, no shock there. Like we said, Magic Bucks, Sixers, Knicks, Pacers, they round out that top six. Your, your Cavs are in the eight seed there. Hawks, I, I, they're fun to watch, but nine and ten still, like they said there. Pistons dug on a 17-game losing streak. Did not
1: win a game in November. Incredible. One, of the, one of the worst teams in NBA history. Unbelievable. Wow. What, what's the, what's the least there. amount of wins? What's the least amount of wins in a season? I uh
0: I think it's an an, eight. I think it's uh, I think it's the nine. I think that's what it is. I think it's nine. nine. I think that's what it is. Nine nine wins by the Sixers. History uh, watch. We're on history this, watch. This is the worst stretch of worst stretch since those tank teams with the Sixers as well. So that's the type. Oh, of – Oh, the we, uh,
1: trust the process teams. Trust the process
0: teams there. So that's how bad this this run is on with this team as well. Timberwolves continue to win the or continue to lead the the West there. Uh, Nuggets, Thunder, Suns, Kings round out and Mavericks round out the top six. Warriors, Blazers, Jazz, Grizzlies, Spurs would be on the outside there right now in the west so a lot of a lot of things still to be told here in the western conference uh moving forward um we'll see doug with that with that going on there the other thing i kind of wanted to get into uh, real quick was i like to do like these little look backs once in a while at old trades and stuff like that and i thought we could do a little as we'll a little look back since we were kind of talking about the magic doing well and stuff like that we could t- do a little look back at the uh, a trade that happened uh, back in uh, when Dwight Howard got traded for uh, to the Lakers, and just yes. one of the most fat fascinating trades uh, in a while. Like if you look back at it, like it just I think it happened in 2010. Yep, 2010, August 10, 2000, uh, 2012. It went down, uh, and he gets traded over to the Lakers in a four-team t- trade. Bynum ends up with the Sixers. Iguodala ends up with the uh, with the Nuggets. A follow also ends up with the Nuggets as well in that trade. Bynum at the time is looked upon as a great center, kind of from the Lakers. They get Howard though. Kobe's excited about the deal um, at the time. He's loving it, he's telling Howard how much you know they're going to be good. He has the back issues. Howard does the weird thing the year before where he kind of announces at the game he's staying with the Magic. Just an odd thing all the way to go around. And in some ways, maybe the Magic ended up making the best. Part of the deal if you look long term and of all the pieces they got with Vucevic, yeah, and then ended up sure. trading him for wendell carter jr so like i mean i guess at the end of the day they did, but, but i and then i always think of the nuggets for that one year where they didn't make it past the first round but man they were really good with iguodala for that one season where they won 52 games with him when they ended up when they played at that high pace in denver there was under george carl so you look at that and then for the lakers it just never worked out you know he was okay ended up with a few good seasons 12 20 but There was no chemistry with Kobe and Steve Nash was always going down at that time. Um, It just was one of those trades where when I look back at it, I just wonder if we had to do it over and again, like how much different Dwight Howard's career would be if he maybe went to a different team that he actually wanted to, because he was one of the more sensitive stars that we've had in the NBA recently.
1: Yeah. Um, Do you consider that run for the Lakers? I mean, I mean, that's like that's gotta be one of the like most talented groups of people that never really it just never worked um pal kobe steve nash dwight i mean is there is there four you know higher profile guys that just were not good together i mean you you can can say
0: that i mean the one with the nets i guess but that wasn't four, was that you know what we had with durant was it with durant irving and Harden last year and stuff like that but yeah i'd say that's probably right up there with it because I would say out because I remember when they made that trade. I was like, "That's unfair." I was like, yeah. "The All Lakers right. were always winning and stuff like that." It felt like here we go, another trade where this team's going to go to that, you know, go to the Lakers and make a difference. But there was this weird thing with Howard, and Howard, that's why this trade to me is always fascinating. Is everybody was looking at it as Howard and Bynum. and you kind of look at it. Iguodala ended up being the best piece out of like the best player in right. that whole trade. I feel like it's just what, You know what I mean? Are you saying besides? Are you saying besides Dwight? Well, from that point on, I don't think Dwight was the
1: better player. I'm, You know what I mean? In some ways. And Pucity, I don't think, I don't, and Pucity had to have been. No,
0: I don't think he, he was. Still,
1: he was still 18, 12, he, and two blocks. He I was,
0: mean. but I remember the Warriors playing him in the playoffs. Like, maybe he was a little bit better, Doug. But like, if you watch those, like he was stiff. He was like taking bad shots. Like He was missing free throws at a high rate. He was a very kind of I-need-the-ball type of player when he didn't always need to be. An eye. I, That's where I'm looking from a coach's standpoint. And Iguodala is doing more of the, the, you know, the Swiss Army nice stuff, doing the team player stuff. And, like, that's the part with it. So, I don't know. Harden Howard, they were good, though. They did make that run all the way to the Western Finals where they played the Warriors in 2015. And they beat mm-hmm. the Clippers when they were down 3-1 to one in that series. So, I'm not taking that away. He was still solid on that team. He probably was bigger, better than Iguodala. But I'm just saying from that point on in that trade, there could be an argument made that might have had a better run from that point on, especially if you had the playoff success he had on yeah, and Howard sure. didn't with health. But before that, obviously he was. But I just feel like when you look back at the history of that trade, the Sixers part always fascinates me because they gave up Iguodala in that trade, and they ended up with Bynum, and they get screw- royally screwed. The, the Bynum, Bynum did not play for him. Outside of a couple of, you know what I mean? And he couldn't. And he was a solid player at that point. Before that, with the Lakers, he was a good player. Kobe, you know, loved playing with him. Some people were making the argument, Doug, he was one of the top three centers in the league. I mean, he was definitely in the conversation league. for there. So, I don't know. The Sixers standpoint always been fascinating to me in that part of that, that deal, too. It's just what they ended up, you know, just the fact that they were they didn't give up. They had to give up Iguodala. And they but Iguodala was always one of those players I know Sixers fans had trouble with because – as you know, he's not going to go score twenty four points. Like that's not going to yeah. be his thing. Like he's going to be doing like what he does. So, to me, that to me that's one of the more fascinating trades all time. Mellow trade to the Knicks. Yeah, yes. I've, we we did one with that too, and that trade to me is also one that's one of the more interesting ones because I think if the Knicks isn't the art, isn't the thing, isn't the thought process that with that they should have waited to the off season?
1: Yes, because if you recall, Amari uh, Stoudemire was having an insane season he was averaging like 26 and 10 and he was like in the mvp conversation and then they traded for Melo, and he his season just dropped off i mean it was definitely an interesting move um just to circle back to your dwight howard against Igu- iguodala i mean that first season in houston he was all in no. second he was all NBA second team and in the playoffs, he averaged 26 and 14 when they lost to the Rockets or the Blazers in the first round. I mean, I he Igadol is probably the better teammate. I just think it's hard that he was, at, you know, a better all-around NBA player at that point.
0: It's a weird thing when you look at players like we and Howard because my, my thought process is, yes, Howard might be the better player, but I don't know. There are certain things. You know what I mean? There are certain things. There's less – sometimes less can be more. And I, I feel like, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not. I think you're right. I think you're probably right. If you look at the stats, you t- I know he was an All Star that first year. So you probably, you're probably correct. But the team, the way that I'm taking some of the playoffs probably into faster too a little bit. And they played in that that round in 2015. He was in Iguala was quite good, in that Houston series as well. Howard Let's was see. good too. But that there's that famous game one where Howard Harden throws the ball to Howard. With three seconds left at the top of the key in Game One, and Howard's like, "What the hell?" Yeah, he was... like right he throws it like right back to him, and then the, the the Splash Brothers double team Howard or Harden, and he turns it over there, and they win the game. Oh, as the clock runs out, so that's a good that's a good look back by the way. Game One in that series, it, it and the, back to that mellow trade real quick. That one to me also was was such a polarizing trade for the NBA at that time because here's a superstar that was just. It was, a, it was kind of in that same time frame as Howard, where like these guys
1: are just, you know what I mean, like bullying so, these
0: teams out of here.
1: So at the time where the Knicks when the Knicks traded for did the mellow trade since we brought it up, the Knicks ended up getting it was a three-team trade, right? Mello, yeah. Chauncey Billups, um, a couple other smaller pieces, Ronaldo Bachman, Sheldon Williams, Anthony Carter. Um, and then they also got Corey Brewer. Yeah, uh, Denver got Mozgov, Chandler, Danilo, and Aligari, uh, Raymond Felton, and some picks, and then obviously Minnesota ended up with Anthony Randolph and Eddie Curry plus three million dollars. Mm. So, what are your thoughts on that trade? Because to me, the Knicks—I mean, the Knicks made made the right move. I just think it kind of messed with their team chemistry for that year. What, oh, and yeah, I think anytime you're—that was the Marbury one, you said. No, that was the
0: Mellow one. The mellow one when they gave up. Yeah, no, I think that trade was, I think that trade was, I always felt like it was a bad trade because I felt like they gave up so many decent pieces.
1: Yeah, like depth, like, a lot of depth. A lot of I depth. Like that, that was trade. always
0: the part when I was like, yeah, but they're getting, but they're giving up so much. Like, so I felt that was the part that always never really made sense to me because if he was going to go to the Knicks anyways, he should have just waited. He would have had all these teammates that he would have needed uh, come playoff time. I and mean, they had that one good, run, decent run there where they made the second round. But other than that, yeah. they never were able to make a real, a Real run there with the Knicks, and they had JR Smith, they had a few pieces, yeah. But I just it wasn't, it was never enough though for them to to go over the top. Jeremy Lin late, no, I'm just kidding, they had him uh, so they just couldn't get I, I, that trade to me is always kind of an interesting one. But do, to do kind you of put think, a little, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead.
1: No, go ahead. Uh, do you think Carmel Anthony's play style is what kept him from getting further? Like, do you think, like, do you, do you consider Melo? Like, after he left Denver, do you think he kind of got lazy and wasn't a player on both ends? Like, what what held him back from getting to that next level that Dwayne Wade, LeBron, some of his peers got to that he couldn't get to? I don't think he was ever the defensive player. But, see, in Denver, he – I remember he used to battle against the Lakers and, and stuff in the playoffs. They, He's not as was, fast as them, though. Like,
0: you know, there is this part of, like, the game where, like, you steal. Like, he wasn't like, – he could get a steal and go for a layup. I'm just saying there was a dynamic factor. that I, You have to say Wade and LeBron had a little bit more over them in terms of like air athleticism. Like in the air, they were going to be a little bit more athletic most of the time than, yeah. than Carmelo. And on the defensive end, they were usually more consistent. I always yeah. thought that was the biggest part of them. They could man up on defense a little bit better. And on offense, Carmelo did need to ISO a lot. And That's sometimes true. like Wade and LeBron, you never had to run a play for him.
1: Do you think Melo's career goes better if he goes to the Pistons and gets to play oh with those God. guys? It's still one of the worst. I still cannot believe that pick that they made. Because uh, do- yes, I think the Pistons, better. the Pistons probably yes, win does. another title with Melo, right? I think it goes better because, because you could have played. You could have played him at the four with Prince on the floor too. Even as a rookie, not-
0: he's getting. He's gonna get like. A, I mean, Larry Brown. I know doesn't play rookies, but like he, he's maybe getting.
1: A, he's doing more than Darko is. Let's put it that way. Oh well of course. I mean I'm just thinking from like a he could have probably got a championship if they just drafted it. I mean, that's like that's one of the bi- well, that's probably one champion. of the better what ifs. I'm saying he could have got a championship. Oh yeah yeah yeah. He could with pistons. It, yeah. I'm saying, yeah. but that's like kind of like one of the biggest it's one of the biggest what ifs. Because it's just it's it's just a waste of a pick when you could have had you could have had Chris Bosch. That's one of the, the most went great two. Yeah, for sure. Draft. I just yep. felt like his career just never got to the point where it could have been. Yeah. I mean, he took Syracuse to the national championship. I was like, it's just, he's just going to keep going. And it just, it just never got back to that point.
0: Like I said, I think, I think he didn't quite evolve as much as he needed to as emotionally as well. Like I think he could have came off the bench a little bit more. Like I think Clay could do right now for the Warriors, I said, like kind of accept the role a little bit more. Like there is like, if you can do that, I think you can extend your career a little bit in a good way. And I know that can be hard to do ego wise. So I think that was part of it. So I think that Howard trade was good because it brought up a lot of things. And I feel like that's why we do the look backs here. That's why I love that stuff because it shows the history one of my favorite guys of all time. And that was involved in that trade. My guy, one of the, one of the only guys that would be back to back slam dunk champions. My guy Jason Richardson. He went to the Sixers in that trade as well. Had a, had a few good years for them. And then went to the Suns at a couple of decent, a couple of decent years as well. Um, as he got as he kind of moved on there uh, to a few different teams at that point so uh yeah so Richardson ends up there in that trade as well Howard though you look at that trade though it went a lot of different ways Doug I yes, mean dude. you talk about a lot of drama that went up before that to that Howard trade and what was made out of it really wasn't very much at the end of the day like not too much no there's been not been too many championship swings because of it there hasn't been any like massive like you know huge difference maybe a little bit. Maybe the biggest difference is Iguodala goes to Denver and he gets to see Curry and Clay in person and lose to him and he signs with them. Maybe that's the only thing that came out of it was that you know that and that extends a dynasty. But other than that, like there really isn't too much that comes out of it. Other for me, Bynum's injury was a big one too. Looking yeah, back to that was as well. So I thought that was kind of fun looking back at some of that trade that trade the history there in the NBA it kind of gives us a good perspective on it. So um, any final thoughts on that?
1: Uh, I. I- I thought that was a fantastic conversation. I thought we went a couple different ways there. Um, it was nice that obviously the ch- the chat kind of commented in and brought up the mellow. So we could kind of touch on that too. I-, I love that topic. That's a fun topic. I think and if you got, have any
0: other trades, we should look back at. Yeah, too. we should. We'll, um, we'll, we'll,
1: we'll, definitely do, do some more research. What's one that comes to your mind that you were thinking about? Remember I told you, the,
0: like for me, there's another one, uh, the, what was it? The, oh, it's the Marbury kid one that we're oh, from. Marbury goes to the Suns and, Kid goes to the nets and then they and then the nets they go, go to the title.
1: Better. Yeah, and then the nets go to the championship. And Marbury and kind obviously of obviously a better player. Well, of course, I mean, he's a top six, seven. But that, that was kind of a weird trade back it then. It was we that's I think that's one we should look into because I think that's a fun one because Marbury, I don't know if his style was ever gonna be championship or winning basketball. Yeah. But I did want to bring up Jason Richardson um, because obviously you're a Golden State fan. What was that like when you guys drafted him fifth coming out of Michigan State where he was just insane?
0: It's funny because I was kind of still, i was like sophomore year when he got drafted maybe? 2001. Yeah, so I would have been a sophomore going into my junior year. So I kind of, I do remember watching that game with Florida in the championship game and that, but I, you know, I didn't watch a ton of Michigan State at that point, but I, I didn't, I knew who he was. And then – but I just remember the Warriors were so bad. I mean, they were not – they had Jamison was their best guy. And I remember Richardson hit this, like, fadeaway baseline. And I was like, hey, the Warriors haven't had a player that could ever do that. Like, with the shot clock running down, like, turn to make his own shot, like, you know, like, without being set up for a shot. And I was like, oh, he actually might be pretty good. He was obviously limited to certain, to certain things, But he got way better at shooting threes. Yeah, He got – he became a really good three-point shooter. Like, that was one thing that you would have told me at the beginning. You would have thought he would have done that. But he was one of the – he was the only reason I went to games sometimes. And One of my favorite moments, like me and my buddy Adam and Brian went to this game in, uh, in the, at the Oracle, old Oracle Arena, got their tickets. Like, I have it in my back back here. $20 tickets we sit up wow. there. And that was the play. You've probably seen it maybe We're on the highlights where Arenas bounces it off the ground and Richardson is able to dunk it. And so, like, there's some fun stuff. And him winning those dunk contests was, like, the greatest thing because – you're talking about a franchise that hadn't made the playoffs for over like 15 years. So,
1: well, I, I pulled it up. I was I was looking at it. He wrote a letter to the fans apologizing for not making the playoffs. And I guess you guys had made the playoffs in like 12 straight years at that point. Yeah, that, that's kind of crazy responsibility. Um, that's my sports. The Brooklyn versus the Brooklyn's and Celtics trade that resulted in the Celtics getting to draft Brown, Tatum, and all those guys. One. That one is. That's an all-time fumble by Brooklyn. To get Paul Pierce after he was done, KG after he was done. Oh, man, that was rough. The Garnett one is kind of a fascinating one, too. Minnesota to seize? Yeah, just to kind of see. That'd be kind of a fun one to kind of see. Man, he was – his Minnesota days were so fun, though. Like, he his individual talent at that time was just wild. Do you remember who went – do you remember who got traded from Boston to him? Like, the main piece? Uh – uh, was it Al Jefferson? And it was the post up, Al,
0: post up Al. He was pretty solid for a few years.
1: Now. I always like. I always liked Al Jefferson's game. Um, at one point, like he like led the league in post touches consistently, and oh, that's yeah, just yeah. such a such a beautiful stat. Like Al Jefferson. I, I mean, he's a he's a good offensive player. I mean, it just, I yeah, he just he was
0: because was, wasn't
1: wasn't Randy Foy involved in that trade somehow too? Yeah, he was. That's a good call.
0: That Celtics one, though. I like that. He said that, though. That's a good one there on yeah. that one too. Your, your Cavs, which one? That, is there a what if with your Cavs in a trade like that? What's the biggest trade? The Love one. Well, that's yeah, but
1: I, mean. I think that also is fun though because you get the you get the we got Kevin Love. Minnesota gets the State first Wigan. thing and gets Wiggins, and then eventually trades Wiggins to you guys, where he gets to go on and you know play for championships. So I, I think that's there's some layers to that.
0: Yeah, there's there's some fun trades in that. Maybe where you look at it and you're like, man, what if what if Weber? I mean, like you got like the Warriors yeah. trade the Warriors get Weber, they trade him to Washington, then Washington trades him to Sacramento. What what was the beef between Weber
1: and Weber and you guys?
0: Nelson, him and Nelson didn't get along. But that's Warriors weird did. to me
1: because I feel like his, I feel like yeah, his he would been good. So his game, his game was perfect for Don Nelson, though. Yeah, well, I mean
0: Nelson, you know, was kind of he rubbed some people the wrong way a little bit with like the way he would kind of try to keep you. And Weber was a little bit independent at that time with yeah. his things too. So who else he, was I mean, on
1: your guys' team at that point? Uh
0: like That was, they had Mullen still on there. They had Sprewell That was they, they on that team. They had Hardaway, but he was out that year. They made the playoffs, but they still they got the eight seed. They, that was the year they lost to Barkley with he, when he got the famous fifty. Was it fifty-two or fifty-three? He got against the Warriors wild, in man. that game. Unstoppable. They. Oh, Don Nelson refused to double team, and he chewed up Billy Owens. Uh so he, he chewed up Big Billy there for us. A lot of a lot. Of, oh, Billy, chewed we're uh, not Dublin. double Billy, chewed up old Billy. That's there. like
1: the that's like the most prideful thing. We're not doubling. If he scores, three, oh man, David
0: And back in those days, you couldn't like you could post up for nine seconds. Like yeah, he would be down, be down, down there. there. Yeah. yeah, he would just be down there, like back and it back and it. back and then so and he didn't fade away. So, I think he had like. 25 points in the first quarter. Barkley. in that oh, It's a great game though. It's like one. It went to overtime. It was like 135, 132. It's a it's a, it's a classic kind of game. It's always on NBA TV there come the uh, off season there. So yeah, there's some fun trades, there. I know the the Nash the Nash signing there. It's not quite a trade there, so that's not one there that I can go down. So a lot of fun trades for us. To uh, Nash to. for kid, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, Nash was, for kid the Dallas trade. Uh, no, that was uh, I. They signed him in that trade. They didn't actually get traded. They signed him. They let they let Nash go, and he signed with. uh, And he signed with. But then they
1: get Jason Kidd. That's so
0: crazy. A few years later, they do get him in the trade there. So there's a couple good ones. Uh, We had a few what ifs. There's a good trade the other day. What was it? Cousins and uh, when Cousins went to the Pelicans, and then he got hurt. We always kind of wonder what would happen with that one as well. Me and my yeah, my guys were playing uh, William there with it. So yeah, a lot of fun kind of trades out there that were just kind of what ifs that like always happen over the years. So that will be stuff that we'll probably continue to dig into. Um, over time here on the show Uh, as we're getting close to over an hour here on the pod. I wanted to do what we always do here on the sh- uh, show, Doug, here is our on this date in history as we appreciate everybody that's been tuning in here on Variety Sports Network. Hope you're appreciating our Charlotte Hornets background randomly. I can't fix it, so hopefully you're enjoying that. Good. But, hey, I was looking at on this date in history. 2021, I forgot it was two years ago, the Memphis Grizzlies beat the Thunder by 73 points. One fifty-two to seventy-nine, and it's still a record. Unbelievable! I forgot about that seventy-three points. You talk about getting spanked. That is the the definition of it. Who did the Who did the Thunder start that night? Let's see if I can look it up at this point. I'll try to I'll try to look it up, but we'll see. The box where the Thunder started: uh, Ty Jerome, Trey Mann, Dort, Jerome, Jeremiah Robinson, Earl and Darius Baisley, Paul Watson, Isaiah Roby, Gabriel Deck, uh, somebody named Pakazaki, and Mike uh, – what's the guy from the uh, Hawks? Mike uh, – gosh, Mike Muscola. Oh, Muscola, yeah. He got – that's who started that day. For so that I was mean, their starting lineup.
1: Uh, who I just we don't see with. Lou Dort letting that happen. I just don't no. see it. I just don't see Lou Dort allowing that, so – I A doubt minus fifty six for uh,
0: Jer- Jeremiah Robinson Earl. I guess. <laughs> minus 56. Did he go to Georgetown? I, uh, I, uh, I can look it up. I'm on the reference. If that is no Villanova, but Big East knowledge, close. That's ah, all the same. They're they're all. Yeah, the I've, been, I've been enjoying some of the college conferences as well. There with it, I I'm yeah. a, I, I posted a great picture before he came on, and my guy. Georgetown, Georgetown's uniforms. I always wish they were a little better. Xavier, you're, you're underperforming for me right now, Xavier. Let's get your act together a little bit here. It? Uh, so, uh, hey, last thing here is a rapid insight in, uh, on this date. I had a couple others for us. Uh, like I said, that one stood out to me. Uh, Dirk scored 53 points on this night in 2004. Nick Van Exel dished out 20 assists on December 2nd, 2000. And our guy, Tikembe Mutombo of the Nuggets, blocked 10 shots. On this night, and I went over the T Wolves and Wilt Chamberlain of the San Francisco Warriors scored 59 points. He could be on every on this date in history if I really wanted to get him on it every week. So, a lot of fun things there in the NBA. Doug, we always say it every week. Oh, you know, there might be some things. What are we going to talk about? it's always an hour of stuff we could talk
1: about them all of a a sudden we're just talking about like something to do with basketball it just we just, i don't know it doesn't feel like it goes an hour and then i look up the clock and i'm like holy crap we've been going for a long time (laughs) i I love it i love it we just get to we get to flow and it just gets it just goes in different directions and it's always fun you know i i never leave here i'm like yeah that wasn't great i feel like we do a good job every time because we get to just talk and just Talking, NBA. Yeah, fine. great. and there's a lot to go into in the NBA. There's always like some drama
0: points to it. I appreciate when our guys CP in New York tune in. I appreciate our guys that new this week. That's my sports. Thank you for tuning yes, in, of course. Steve saw you on Variety Sports Network doing your thing with the Sixers. Mad respect going out there with it. It's so appreciate you guys tuning in. Let's help our double double podcast grow. We need you guys to help it grow. It's, I put more time into these things than we should, but we need your help with it. Appreciate you guys liking and subscribing to it. Chatting on it. it just kind of makes us feel like we're kind of part of the game with it. So every week there's going to be something here coming here on uh, with the Double Double Podcast. We're getting close to Christmas time. Those Christmas Day games, we will get into Can't those as well. Talk about coming up, we're getting closer to trade deadline. All that stuff, February is not too far away. So all-star break, all that stuff. So it starts to get a little bit fun here. And like I said, now that I got my NBA uh, channel working again, the network, my app, be able to keep up on my games a little bit, Doug. We're gonna be continue to look back, sir. I'm gonna be. We're gonna do that. I gotta get my tr- guy Trevor on. He loves stuff like that. So we gotta get some stuff on there
1: with it. Um, so that'll be fun, Doug. Another good week here on Double Double, my man. Yes, yeah, a great week, Darren. Appreciate you. Um, that's my sports. What's your days and times for the podcast? Uh, we've been going Saturdays more recently, Darren. Do you, is that is that kind of our day now? I, I enjoy. I don't mind it. I don't mind the Saturday. I think maybe going
0: forward, that might be our best thing at night here. I think we'll have to keep the Friday open once in a while. Hey, but I'm not the against Saturday, the Friday. I'm think, not against think, the Friday. I think the Saturday is the one we should shoot for, but look for us probably on Saturdays or occasionally on Fridays. Those are the days you'll look for us. We'll try to give you a little bit more heads up. We're both living kind of busy lives here with the yes. kids. So we'll try to do our best here to kind of keep the media stuff going. That's the hardest part of the podcast game for me, Doug, is kind of like the marketing part of it, the marketing yeah. side of it. But I think I think, I know you got a lot going on right now. So I know you kind of, push back on a few things. I know that could be tough, but I understand the call there with it. I know you've decided to stay on here at double to double. Like I said, hopefully we can kind of continue to make something happen with it and just kind of make it easy. And, uh, and like, like I said, people appreciate you tuning in and making the a good experience for both of us here on the show. And uh, that's the goal here, bringing it week in and week out here, looking into the NBA. So Doug, like I said, I have no intro tonight, so I'm just going to hit that edge street here. It's going to quickly what it does. But thanks for tuning in here. If you've been uh, tuning here on Variety Sports Network, be sure to check.